48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Aldous Wong. The headlines. Zhang Yuxing brushes off concerns that defining the role of the liaison office will lead to more interference by Beijing in Hong Kong. A large-scale anti-mosquito operation starts in Changchow, and Myanmar court postpones verdict for Reuters journalists. A pro-Beijing think tank led by former Lechko President Zhang Yuxing has defended its proposal to amend the basic law to spell out the role of Beijing's liaison office here. This follows concerns by a constitutional law expert that the move may lead to more interference from Beijing into Hong Kong affairs because any changes made would likely be dictated by the central government. But Mr Zhang said that wasn't possible. Any amendment to the basic law must be consistent with the provisions in Article 159, 159 of the Basic Law. So no one, including central government, can propose an amendment which is inconsistent with China's policies on Hong Kong, the policies set out in the Sino-Bitishion Declaration. Government officers have begun a large-scale anti-mosquito operation in Changchow as the island is believed to be one of the sources of the outbreak of dengue fever. This comes as an infectious disease expert warned that more people would contract the mosquito-borne disease after school starts next week, Wendy Wong reports. Staff from Food and Environmental Hygiene Department sprayed anti-mosquito chemicals at Kwok Man School in Changchow before students returned for a new school year next Monday. So far, 9 of the 26 patients are believed to have contracted dengue fever on the outlying island. The school's principal, Lai Chi Man, said they have reminded parents to stay alert. He said if the number of infections rises further on the island, the school would consider cutting short the amount of time students spend outdoors. Meanwhile, speaking on an RTHK program, the chairman of the Medical Association's Advisory Committee on Communicable Disease, Dr. Leung Chi Chiu, said measures taken by the government to contain the mosquito-borne disease is slowly taking effect. But he said some asymptomatic patients might not have been identified. He said there might be a second wave of infections after the summer. DAB party members have petitioned outside the government headquarters, demanding the chief executive Carrie Lam to announce an extension of the statutory 10-week maternity leave to 14 in her policy address next month. They say they are happy to hear that the government is studying subsidising employers for the extended period. Lawmaker Elizabeth Quad said the government can afford to allow new mothers to have longer maternity leave. I will be very worried if the government said this is just a, a temporary solution and finally the employer has to take up all the costs. The employer side will have a huge resistance and you know stop discussing with the government as there will not be a lot of women giving birth every year. So I think our government can afford to have a permanent solution in this matter. A court in Myanmar has postponed its verdict in the trial of two journalists from Reuters news agency who were accused of obtaining secret state documents. A judge said the verdict would be announced next Monday as the judges in the case were sick. Wallone and Josou were detained eight months ago. They say they were framed by police because of their reporting of a mass killing of Rohingya Muslims. Rek Chua is chief operating officer for Reuters News. Hualong and Choseo have been charged with the essentially a century old law, the Official Secrets Act. They've been accused of handling or possessing national secrets 
and aiming to uh, work for some kind of foreign power. And they face potentially up to 14 years in jail if they are convicted and sentenced to the maximum term. We believe that the evidence that's been presented shows very clearly that they were set up and that none of the charges uh, really stick. Pope Francis has refused to respond to claims by a former Vatican diplomat who's accused him of covering up allegations of sexual abuse by an American cardinal. On the flight back to Rome after his visit to Ireland, the Pope said he wouldn't say a single word about the letter from Archbishop Carlo Maria Viango. The editor-in-chief of the Catholic Herald, Damien Thompson, explained the allegations. Essentially, the man who was the Pope's own representative in the United States has accused Francis of actively covering up the crimes of the serial sex abuser Theodore McCarrick. Not only that, having been informed of McCarrick's record of abusing seminarians and priests, and he's now accused of pedophilia, Francis went on to rehabilitate Cardinal McCarrick. Christopher Lamb, the Rome correspondent for the Catholic Weekly, the tablet, says the timing of the letter's release may be deliberate. This letter has been released while Pope Francis is in Ireland at a trip that has been dominated by clerical sexual abuse. And it's released at a certain time to cause maximum damage and impact. Of course, Archbishop Vigano is part of a small but vocal, strong group in the church who would like to undermine the papacy of Pope Francis. National funeral arrangements have been confirmed for the distinguished former U.S. Senator John McCain, who died from a brain tumor yesterday. He is to be accorded the rare honor of lying in state at the U.S. Capitol in Washington later this week. There will also be a memorial service at the National Cathedral in Washington before he is buried at the U.S. Naval Academy at Annapolis. Police in Australia are searching for people who may have been trying to enter the country illegally but abandoned the boat in crocodile-infested waters. It's thought at least 30 people were on the fishing vessel which broke down off the coast of northern Queensland from Sydney. Here's the BBC's Haywell Griffin. So far, 15 people have been detained by the police after being found on the edges of the Daintree rainforest. But it's thought more than a dozen others are still in hiding. The area is a natural habitat of crocodiles. Helicopters and sniffer dogs are being used to search the mangroves. It's not known whether the wooden vessel was on an illegal fishing trip or was trying to bring people into the country. Australia has strict rules on immigration, which mean boats carrying asylum seekers are not allowed to land. Police in the United States say a participant at a video game tournament in the city of Jacksonville in Florida has shot dead two people. At least 14 others were wounded. The suspect has been identified as David Katz, a 24-year-old from Baltimore who'd travelled to Florida for the tournament. Unconfirmed reports say the gunman killed himself. The local sheriff, Mike Williams, gave details of the number of dead and injured. There were three deceased individuals uh, at the scene one of those being the suspect who took his own life. There were nine victims transported by JFRD to area hospitals. Seven of those had gunshot wounds. In addition, there were two additional gunshot victims that self-transported themselves to local hospitals. I'm happy to report that they are all in stable condition at this time. Marcus Williams attended the tournament with his girlfriend and fled when he heard the shooting. He appealed to lawmakers to take action on gun control. 
politicians wake up because the people that you're supposed to be representing are dying. You stop sitting on your butts and do something. You guys are voted into office for a reason. Something like this can happen anywhere, but it shouldn't happen. The skeletons of more than 90 people have been exhumed in the northwestern Sri Lankan town of Mana, the second biggest mass grave discovered since the end of the country's civil war in 2009. A judge ordered detailed excavation of the site after construction workers unearthed human remains. Professor Raj Somadeva, an archaeologist who's leading the excavation, says it's clear two forms of burial have been carried out. You have uh, two parts of this area. Uh, one part represents a formal burial, so we got uh, nearly six um, skeletons uh, were properly buried. But in the western part of this area, so we found a collection of uh, assemblage of uh, human skeletal remains. So according to the lying positions and the distribution of this, those skeletons, we are pretty sure that this is not a formal burial. Dutch police hunting for the killer of a schoolboy 20 years ago say their prime suspect has been arrested in Spain. The schoolboy, Nicky Verstappen, disappeared from his tent during a camping holiday in 1998. The BBC's Anna Holligan reports from The Hague. The arrest of 55-year-old Jos Brech follows a public appeal last week during which detectives shared photographs of the suspect who used to work as a scoutmaster. A witness recognised the man in the photos and sent a tip-off to police. Jos Brech was identified as a suspect after the Netherlands' biggest ever DNA harvesting operation. The survival expert disappeared last April and did not give samples. But his relatives did, which police say eventually allowed them to identify his DNA on the clothes Nicky Verstappen was wearing on the night he was killed. Nazani Zaghari Ratcliffe, a British-Iranian woman jailed in Iran, has returned to prison in Tehran after being granted a three-day release to spend time with her family. Her husband, Richard Ratcliffe, says she chose to return to prison herself rather than be taken there by the police. Her lawyer was told she might be released again soon, but Ms. Zaghari Ratcliffe's PM, Chulip Sadik, said their hopes had been dashed before. Her family had put up the Christmas tree expecting her to be home for Christmas and she didn't come home then. So in a sense, you can call me a bit pessimistic, but I do feel like we've been burnt by this campaign before. There's no doubt, though, we can take some hope for the fact that this was the first temporary release she's been allowed in two and a half years. The American playwright and screenwriter Neil Simpson has died at the age of 91. One of the world's most prolific writers for the stage, he won several Tony Awards and they put it surprise and was awarded a Tony Lifetime Achievement Award in 1975. The BBC's Natasha Grunberg looks back at his life. Neil Simon enjoyed an era of success on Broadway unrivaled by any other comedy writer. At one time, four of his plays were running at the same time, even though his first, Come Blow Your Horn, would have closed after only a few days if Noel Coward hadn't pronounced it the funniest show in town. It went on to be adapted for the cinema, and several of Simon's other plays also enjoyed a successful journey to the screen, including Barefoot in the Park, The Odd Couple and The Sunshine Boys. Knowing that people often laugh at the misfortunes of others, Neil Simon drew heavily on personal tragedy and family antagonism, often from his own experiences. 
Financial news: The short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at twenty-eight thousand two hundred forty-six. That's five hundred sixty-nine points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at fifty-three billion dollars. The U.S. dollar is trading at one hundred eleven point zero nine yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar sixteen cents, and the pound is worth ten Hong Kong dollars and eight cents. Now to sports. Here's Richard Pine. We'll start at the Asian Games, where Hong Kong's top medal hope Sarah Lee gets her first taste of the action in the track cycling competition. The SAR's mixed doubles badminton team is also in action tonight, when they'll be playing for gold. Adam Chung has the latest from Jakarta. Today is the opening day of the track cycling competition. In the next hour, Sarah Lee and Vivian Ma will ride in the qualification round of the women's team sprint against South Korea. Sarah is one of Hong Kong's most decorated athletes. She's a three-time Asian Games gold medalist. Her partner Vivian is a rising star. She's only 21. She reached the podium in the team sprint at last year's Asian Championships and was a bronze medalist in the Kirin at the Asian Indoor Games. Hong Kong's biggest rival in this competition is the China team of Zhang Tianxi and Lin Junhong. Elsewhere, Hong Kong's mixed doubles badminton team will play for gold tonight at just after eight o'clock Hong Kong time. Tang Chunmen and Tae Ying Sut got sweet revenge last night by knocking off China's Wang Yiliu and Huang Dongping. They're up against Cheng Siwei and Huang Yachuang tonight, meaning Hong Kong will have to beat another mainland team in order to win gold. In football, Chelsea left it late to beat Newcastle 2-1 at St James's Park. An Aiden Hazard penalty and an own goal from Deandre Yedlin ensured Maurizio Sarri's side continued their 100% winning start to the new Premier League season. Sarri said patience was key. I was surprised at the beginning because in Italy I've never seen Rafa Benitez played with five defenders, so they they were so so. So low, so compact, and the match was really, really very, very difficult. And we needed to 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 move the ball and to be patient. Watford are up to third in the table, above champions Manchester City, after a two-one win over Crystal Palace made it three wins from three. But the result means back-to-back defeats for Crystal Palace. Manager Roy Hodgson isn't too concerned, though. I think if you look at the game as a whole, I thought that our performance. Possibly merited a, a draw in the game. I don't think we really deserve to lose it. You know, in any in any league, it's all a question of having to accept that sometimes it doesn't go your way. You don't get the results you want, but then you've got to get yourself going, work hard again in training. I didn't see anything in the team's performance that really bothered me today. I thought that the the way we tried to play, the shape of the team, I I still think that bodes well. Just one more result from the Premier League: Fulham beating Burnley 4-2 at home, their first win since returning to the English top flight. A screamer from John Michael Serry set Fulham on their way before a double from Alexander Mitrovic and a late one from Andre Schürrle sealed the three points. The result leaves Burnley with just a single point from their first three matches, and that's the latest from the sports desk. Join the news. The top stories once again. Zhang Yuxing brushes off concerns that defining the role of the liaison office will lead to more interference by Beijing in Hong Kong, and a large-scale anti-mosquito operation starts in Changchow. That's the news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Oh, no.